This is our Rhapsody of Realities for today, the 20th of July, 2021, with our man of God, Pastor Chris Ayakilume. Our topic for today is Put Your Body in Subjection. We are reading from the book of 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 to 6, which says, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness. Pastor says, Temperance is from the Greek word, Egrakashia, and it means self-control, the ability and will to control your impulses, to delay immediate gratification for a long-term gain. That simply means the ability to wait or hold on, saying no or not now to your impulses. This was a virtue Moses displayed after he had been raised as a prince in Pharaoh's house. The Bible says, when he grew up, he refused to be treated as a son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin, as according to Hebrews 11, 24 to 25 NLT. What if I don't have temperance? Someone may ask. As long as you are born again, you have the virtue of temperance. The Bible says it's the fruit of a recreated human spirit. Galatians 5.22-23 The man who desires to operate effectively with his virtue must learn to control his senses, and that can be achieved by training your body. You have to discipline your body, break it the way you break a horse, until it does what you say not you doing what it says. If your body can't be subject to you, then it means you are a slave to your body, and you can't do anything serious for the Lord if you are body ruled. Sounds like body shame. <laughs> In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul said, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. For instance, you can decide you will not sleep whenever you are in church or whenever you are studying the Bible or listening to God's word. That is temperance. Also, when you fast, don't find yourself going for food barely an hour into the fast. Part of the essence of a fast is to deny yourself the natural cravings in order to put your body in subjection to your spirit. You have the ability and will to control your impulses, to subdue your body and tell it what to do and it will comply. Amen. Amen. So my body complies when I tell it what to do. I have the ability, I have the control over my body in the name of Jesus. Whatever I want my body to do at any point in time, that is what it does. My body does not control me. I am the master over my body. My body is my slave. I am never a slave to my body. In 
the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I take control over my body, take control over my sleep, take control over my thoughts, take control over my words, take control over my activities in the name of Jesus. I do what I want to do at every time in the name of Jesus. I have 100% control over my body in the name of Jesus. Thank you, bless the Lord. Especially for us young ones and then for the younger ones today. The culture of responsibility and accountability is fast fading away. People don't take take charge. They don't anything can go. They just explain it away. So people can go for interviews very late and they don't find it as a problem. They are not able to discipline their body to wake up at a particular time to do certain things because you can always find a way around it and it's relative there's nothing bad in sleeping too much there's nothing bad with eating too much if you eat too much you could just call yourself a food junkie or what they call it there's nothing bad in you know, in reading unnecessary information just call yourself information information junkie no control just but that is not what God wants for us. He wants us to control everything. He wants us to put our body under control, our appetites, you know, our... Many people are lazy nowadays. They are lazy. And that's why everybody is looking for shortcuts. But you still discover that the skilled people that make so much progress and success are still the disciplined ones. The ones that are able to subject themselves. said you have to discipline your body not to sleep off when you are listening to the word of God no matter how tempting the sleep is that's the same thing with watching a tutorial of about one hour you feel so bored but there's something you want to learn so you have to discipline yourself you have to like that self-trained self-training you talked about you cannot be self-trained if you are not disciplined takes more if you are even it's a, a discipline to also listen in the lecture room but it's more because you have someone to break this thing down into the areas you can ask questions but if you are self-learning like there's yeah, no room the for lecturer that and, and the learner yeah asking you will answer that question that you've been asking so and yes. it makes you to be open-minded it makes you to be disciplined because your discipline will determine the rate at which you are going to learn because if it if it's a lecturer and he has the course outline to cover and what you should be doing. And that's what applies. That's why there's so much sexual immorality now. Because there's no longer discipline. Because we explain sex away. It is very normal, in quotes, for a boy and a girl that are dating to have sex. Because the boy no longer wants to 
keep himself under control till the game end. The girl as well does not want to do the same. The, okay, the ones that are already married, the man does not want to keep himself, keep his body under. He wants to masturbate. He wants to look for a side chick. He wants to go to a prostitute outside. Like, they, they are not, okay, even if they fight, sometimes they lose. Many times they win. It's a different case. But now there's, there's, not, there's no fight at all because it is normal. Just like we were saying the other day, a girl that is outside of your marriage, apart from your wife, is now side chick, not a concubine. You don't use that word so that it is, sounds normal and okay. But that's not the reality. So no, look at those days, years ago, we find less issues of immorality like we find them nowadays. Now it's so, it's no longer immorality. That's the funny thing. Like even teenagers do it. We know that that urge is there. Once you start, once you get into poverty, except you're not human, you feel the urge. But is it every time you feel like eating something, you eat it? I can remember when you were pregnant, pregnant, there were, there were time, I think I can remember a time you said you wanted to eat um, moi moi. And I went to look for it and got it. There was one other time you said you wanted to eat jollof rice, but I could not get it. You did not eat You didn't eat it. There are many times you said you wanted to eat something. I could not get it. Maybe it was at night, or there was even no way I could access it. But didn't you give birth to the child? You give birth to the child. You are fine. The child is fine. They love so. So it's not every single time you want something. He, yes. Okay. Look, that's an example, example of food now. When you eat that food, it will give you a kind of satisfaction. But beyond the satisfaction, what is the purpose of food? To nourish your body. So if you eat something else, it might not give you that satisfaction, but it will still nourish your body. So that, that, that's how people... Because it's not even pregnant, we don't people have used that as an excuse. Yes. And then that's another craving. When I was in the office, I was pregnant and I was in the office. So I should abandon my job and say, oh, I have craving. I can't even remember. I think you want, you liked great agbaluma at the time you yeah. ate it, you it was and, so the, the, <laughs> and the child began to react to it baby do not like it so that indulgence had to die the craving just had to die even if you crave you cannot take it again because it was not good for you so it shows that the fact that there is a craving doesn't mean that craving is good yeah like a child wants to take a dangerous thing, it's like, I want it, I want this crying, yes. it's not good for you. Yes, like, like lights took a comfort and she was licking it. I collected it from her and she was crying. That's what she wanted I to do. I, I tried, I was so stubborn. The first time I took it, it was so bad. I've been taking a all my life, like I love it. I took it, I felt like weak. So, and that is why there is so much um, pornography 
that's it is it is so much it's so much because people don't want to have that discipline they don't want and whether you are married or not married you need to have discipline the fact that you are married doesn't mean you are going to have any sex to yourself there are times you may feel like having sex but your partner is not available or your partner is, is busy not even in the house or does not even feel like you can't be forcing it every time oh i want to have to adjust so you still have the discipline to stop it at times like okay quench it but it's it is now worth for people that are not even married at all like they just they just feel like oh if i don't do this i'm going to die off. and you don't put yourself in that position sure. yeah. you don't put yourself in that space that will make the urge So let's take our confessions for today. I'm a soldier in God's army. 
and I have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Therefore, I keep my body under and bring it into subjection. I have the ability and will to control my impulses, to delay immediate gratification for a long-term gain to the glory of God. I tell my body what to do and it complies. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.